Welcome to Every Moment His, a podcast dedicated to contemplating how God's preached Word impacts every moment of our lives. This sermon was preached at Holy Cross in Kearney, Nebraska by Pastor John Rasmussen. Grace, mercy, and peace to each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, God's Word that feeds us today is uh, taken from our two readings from Luke chapter 3 and Romans chapter 6. Uh, so if you'd like to have those, uh, those pages handy, uh, that would be helpful. And the first reading from Romans 6, or from uh, Luke 3 rather, recalls the baptism of Jesus and the beginning of his ministry. And the second reading from Romans 6 recalls our own baptism into Christ and that pattern of daily dying and rising that God has called us into through those waters. So as the new year starts, I've got a couple books on my list of uh, new books to listen to or to read. And one of those books that I have on my list is uh, one that's been a little popular this past year. It's called uh, uh, 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. And the idea behind that book is that we on average have about 4,000 weeks to live in this very, very short life. And with that in mind, the book argues that we need to be realistic about what we do at that time, what we can accomplish or can't accomplish, and also how to prioritize what's really important. So I want you to think with me for just a moment about that reality. We all know that life is short, but it sounds shorter when you break it down into numbers. You and me, on average, have about 4,000 weeks 28,000 days, 672,000 hours, 40 million minutes to breathe. Now, some of you are just getting started. Some of you are about halfway there. Some of you are right at the threshold. Some of you have even exceeded that 4,000 days. But all of us are on a countdown clock, right? We only have so much time in this life. And then time will be up, the curtain will close, and we will have an appointment with the God who created us, the God who will ask us to give an account for what we've done with every single minute, every second of this life. Now, wouldn't you agree with me that most of the days, weeks, and months that we have in this life are kind of bland, right? They're kind of normal, they're kind of vanilla, they're kind of in the middle, right? There's nothing really special about a lot of the days, weeks, and months that we live. A lot of our time in this life is kind of like flyover country. Uh, there's just not much of it uh, that's worth uh, seeing. Nothing exciting or out of the ordinary. But out of those days and those weeks and those months, God gives us a few days that we would count as the most important, the kind of days that actually shape every other day that we live in this life. And all of us have those days, right? We can locate those days in our minds, that single day or those days that are so monumental that they shape the way that we live every single day of our life. And so what are those days for you? Or more specifically, what is that day for you? What day would you say is the most important day of your life? Maybe for you it's a day defined by a relationship. Maybe it's the day that you met the person that you're sitting next to in church today. 
Maybe that day shaped all the other days of your life. Maybe it's a day defined by an achievement, a degree earned, a goal accomplished, maybe a job offered to you, and that day changed every other day of your life. Or maybe it's a day defined by an event or an experience, something you experienced, something you were present for, that was so significant that it shaped every other day of your life. What would you consider the most important day of your life? So I thought about this, this question, uh, my mind uh, went towards Jesus. Because we as Christians, our days are ordered by Jesus. Our lives are lived in the pattern of Jesus' life. And so if we're to ask, what is the most important day of our lives, we should answer that question by starting with Christ. We should look at him first to see what is the most important day of our lives. And so what was the most important day in the life of Jesus? On the one hand, we could say the most important day of his life was his birth. That's a pretty big day for all of us, right? It's kind of a non-negotiable, very important day is the day you showed up. We could also say that the most important day of Jesus' life was that last day, the day that he was crucified for you and me and laid his life down for our sins. Or even more, we could say that day three days later when he was raised from the dead, that those days are the most important days in his life. And that's true. Those days are so important in the days of Jesus' life that we celebrate those days every year, Christmas, Good Friday, Easter. But what about the in-between? What's the most important day in between the day of the birth of Christ and the day of his death and his resurrection? I would argue that if we pay attention to the Gospels and what they say about the life of Jesus, we'd have to say that the most important day in the life of Jesus is the day of his baptism, the day that we commemorate and celebrate today. See, there's a reason why all four Gospels record for us the day of Jesus' baptism. And there's a reason why the church has, from its very early days, always every year celebrated this day in its calendar, the day of Jesus' baptism. We find out the reason for the importance of this day if we look at the text. So Luke chapter 3, starting at verse 21, we see three things that happen that make this the most important day in the life of our Lord. And these three things will shape the way that he lives out every other day of his life. First, in the baptism of Jesus, he's given the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that descends upon him. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus will do his work the work that God gave him of teaching and healing and doing miracles, the work ultimately of dying and rising for our salvation. Now, we have to be careful here. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit was not with our Lord before his baptism. He was, after all, conceived by the Holy Spirit, right? And yet it's on this day that God officially publicly clothes him with the power and the authority to do his work by the Spirit. And every minute, every moment of Jesus' ministry that would follow would be saturated with the Holy Spirit's power. 
The second thing we see in the text is this, is that in the baptism of Jesus, he is given an identity, an identity that he would live in confidently in the days ahead. Listen to what the voice from heaven declares. The Father says, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Now, once again, don't misunderstand me. This does not mean that Jesus was not God's son before this moment of his baptism. Scripture clearly teaches that the Son of God eternally existed with the Father and the Spirit, co-eternal, co-equal, for eternity past. And yet, it's here on the day of his baptism that this identity is publicly declared and affirmed to Jesus. And it's in this identity as God's beloved son that he will walk all the way to the cross and to the empty tomb. And finally, in the baptism of Jesus, he is given a mission. It's not as clear in the text today because uh, the text is uh, interrupted by a genealogy. uh, And a lot of times people kind of skip over those, right? Uh, There's a genealogy there, but if you read in Matthew's gospel or in Mark's gospel, what we see is that immediately after the baptism, the Holy Spirit pushes Jesus out into the wilderness where he will be tempted, and then he's immediately pushed into this mission that God has given him to declare the gospel. See, it's that baptism of Jesus that officially pushes Jesus into a conflict, into a mission, into the work that God has given him to do, into a battle with Satan, a battle that will be waged all the way until Jesus declares from the cross, it is finished. All the way until Jesus declares on Easter morning, peace be with you. So I want you to see that the baptism of Jesus was the watershed, pivotal point of his life. It was truly the one day that shaped all the other days of his life. And I believe the same is true for you. There's a reason why we celebrate every year the baptism of our Lord. It's because on that day we remember not just his baptism, but our baptism into Christ. And wouldn't you agree with me, if you were a Christian, would you not agree with me that the single most important day of your life is the day that you were baptized? No other day is more important. It's that single day in your life that shapes every single day that you will live. Because the same thing that was given to Jesus in his baptism is also given to you. In your baptism, you too received the Holy Spirit. And that Spirit goes with you and leads you to Christ day after day so that there will never be a day in this life that you are alone as long as you cling to that promise of baptism in faith. Likewise, in your baptism, you also received an identity. You were declared to be God's beloved son, his beloved daughter, one with whom God is well pleased. Because in your baptism, you were clothed and you were covered with the perfect, beautiful righteousness of his beloved son, Christ. And so it's through that lens that God sees you. And in your baptism, too, you received an identity. Or rather, 
in holy baptism, you were called into a mission. That same mission that Jesus was called into, you have also been called into that mission as well. That mission to daily and die, die and rise with him. Now, of course, we need to remember that the Holy Spirit can be resisted and grieved. It's important to note that the identity given in baptism can be forgotten, sadly. And the mission given in baptism can be abandoned for another self-chosen mission. It's not like baptism is a magic trick or a get-out-of-hell-free card that works without faith. But rather, baptism means a relationship of faith, a daily relationship of faith sustained by our Savior Christ. Baptism is a promise that we're called to trust, and it's a promise that we're called to live out. It has an impact on the day-to-day life that we live as we daily die and we rise with Jesus. I would say that one of the biggest problems that we have in the church in the church universal, but yes, in this particular congregation, one of the biggest problems that we face is that so often we just don't take baptism seriously enough. We don't recognize what the promises are and what kind of life baptism calls us into. And so often we treat it as a cheap thing. Or we treat our baptism as a thing that happened once, a day in our life in the past, but we don't do much with that day in the future. Now, this isn't really a a new problem. In fact, this seems to be the problem that the Apostle Paul was addressing in our reading to Romans 6. In Romans 6, he begins by posing a question. If if you got it open, let's look at verse 1. He poses a question. He says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? In other words, if God saved us by his unfathomable grace, and if God's mercy is more than we can imagine, and if God's loving forgiveness is on endless tap, then why not just do whatever we want, right? That was the logic, apparently, for some at the church in Rome. Paul asks this question because that was likely what some Christians had been asking and answering the question. They were saying, yes, let's all sin and just live however we want, and Jesus Christ will pick up the tab, party on Jesus, because we're baptized. But I want you to notice what Paul says in response in Romans 6, verse 2 and following. Paul says, by no means, in other words, no way. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. In other words, Paul's saying, did you guys forget that you were baptized? Because only somebody who has forgotten that they are baptized would say that we can go on sinning, that grace might abound. 
Because to be baptized means to be in Christ, not to be in sin. It means to resist sin, not to live comfortably in it. It means to have a relationship with Christ, a relationship of trust and faith that leads us to die daily to those things that are against the will of God and to rise daily to the things that please God. And anything less than this means that we've really forgotten who we are. Uh, today, as we celebrate the baptism of our Lord, 21 of our young people are partaking in the rite of confirmation. This is a rite that is never commanded in Scripture, but it is a helpful opportunity for our young people to confess their faith in Jesus Christ publicly and to come to the Lord's Supper for the first time after receiving instruction. It's really an important day in their lives. But I would say it's not the most important day. Because the most important day in their lives is when they were baptized. And today is important because in confirmation, each of these young people are remembering their baptisms. As our confirmands today confess their faith and receive Holy Communion for the first time, they are basically saying publicly, loud and clear, we are taking our baptism seriously. That's why we ask, do you this day recognize the gifts that God has given you in baptism? Our young people are saying, we are hearing it loud and clear. We have been baptized into Christ, and we are taking those promises and those privileges seriously. And this is so important for us, for the whole church, for us to remember our baptisms and take them seriously. In baptism, the Spirit was given, and it's so important that we would live in this Spirit in the days ahead because there's so many other influences, so many other spirits out there that will try to deceive us and drag us down into darkness and lies. In our baptism, we were truly given an identity, sonship, to be a daughter, a son of the king. And it's so important that we live in that identity in the days ahead because there's so many fake identities out there that will rob us of our innocence and integrity. In our baptism, we were given a mission, and it's so important that we live daily in that mission it's a mission that looks a lot like the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Our mission is to daily die to sin and to selfishness and to daily rise and walk in the light and the love of God and neighbor. And so as our young people confess their faith today, may the Lord give us all strength to confess our faith and live in this faith every single day of our life remembering our baptisms, remembering who we are. In the name of Jesus, amen.